0: Now is Shelley, hooks it across his body. The icing's been wide as Shelley kicks his third. Down to Brayshaw, can they get one late one? Almost a mark now. Henry kicks a goal to Sarah, and they get a late goal, but Crows win. And they win decisively by 39
1: points. Is there going to be personnel
0: changes? Oh, uh, probably. Well, usually it is. No, I can. We need to... Look at the guys that have been letting us down and guys that have been, you know, putting their hand up at the field. But it's probably won't touch on it now. We need to have a, another look at the game and yeah, we'll get to that later in the week.
1: That was Fremantle coach Justin Longmuir in the wake of his team's 39-point loss to Adelaide at Adelaide Oval on Saturday. Better news for Fremantle came down at Mandra, of course. Peel Thunder. Thrilling victors over East Fremantle in a high-quality game. Uh, By four points, they came from 21 points down at three-quarter time to pinch that game. And Jeff Valentine, the Peel Thunder coach, is on the line to talk about that game and also talk about who might have put their hand up for Fremantle selection. Jeff, welcome to the show. Yeah, morning, Duff. So, mate, um, pretty tight game, eh? You came from behind to to pinch it. How did you do it?
0: Yeah, look, it was... um yeah, thrilling win in the end. Um, look, I thought our first 15 or 20 minutes was, was um, super. You know, we were probably a little bit... Uh, if we were a little bit cleaner with the ball, we are maybe sort of four or five goals up in that period of the game. But, um, you know, to Issa Mantle's credit, they, uh, they they really responded at about the sort of 20-minute mark of the first quarter. and um, You know, they dominated through to halftime. Um, yeah, third quarter was, was, was better, um, but still not the connection that we were sort of hoping for. But then... Um, yeah, Neil Erasmus sort of kicked the goal sort of right on that three-quarter time. That probably put us close enough and, and gave us a little bit of belief. And, um, yeah, look, to the boys' credit, they were they were really up for the fight in the last quarter and, um, yeah, drove hard and, uh, you know, able to get the footy in our forward 50 and, and we took advantage of that. And, um, yeah, that's a thrilling win in the end.
1: So who lifted for you in that last quarter, Jeff? Who who got you over the line?
0: Yeah, look, I, I thought right, right across the board, um... You know, through the the middle of the ground. You know, Will Brody was was really strong. Um, you know, all day his his contest work. Um, uh, Sam Sturt. You know, he's bobbed up with a couple of goals and uh, probably could have got on the end of another one. Um, you know, debutant Tom Brody, Wem sort of got the ball rolling in that last quarter with a with a nice sort of goal out the back. Uh, Thought our mids were, were, you know, like I say, we were able to get it in our front half and, and played with a bit more uh, purpose and aggression through the middle part of the ground, and, and the back stood up. You know, that was probably the best quarter. So now I think, going through the tape, um, you know, most of the boys, to their credit, had um, their, their best quarter. Their, their best quarter was the last quarter.
1: It, it's it's shaping as a good competition, I reckon. The the waffle. There were three tight games um, and a couple not so tight, but it looks like there could be five or six teams that there's not much between this year.
0: Yeah, look, that's, I think you're probably right, enough At the moment, it'd be really hard to to get a handle on, on who the, the sort of stand out. You know, I think West Perth are, are still going to be around the mark. Absolutely. Claremont, um, you know where they're at. Um, you know, East Fremantle. you're right, mate, there's five or six. And um, I even went out and watched... Um, Perth and Subiaco on, on Saturday night, and certainly Perth's first quarter of footy showed that you know at their best they're, they're going to play a really, really exciting brand of footy. So, um, no, it's shaping really, really well for the competition.
1: If you went to see Perth play Subiaco, what did you make of Kane Johnson's mark?
0: Yeah, that was a big hang, wasn't it? <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, no, looking, it's a, it's a good story. You know, Kane actually trained with Peel there for a, a little bit, might have been early last pre-season, and. Um, with the travel demands and those sorts of things he, he ended up at Perth, so it's fantastic to see him um, making assist uh, league footy.
1: the other thing that happened in that game of course is that Jordan Snadden uh, copped a blue card for rough conduct on Harry Quamain. Do you have a view on the blue card?
0: Oh look yeah look uh, you know, we've got to be we've got to be doing things around concussions so uh, nah, look and I thought that probably played out fairly well you know the, the way it was with quartermain going off for Um, The the concussion assessment, Um, I think it's only fair that the the, the player involved in that when there's a potential report or or, um, an incident like that is is out of the game for 15 minutes. Um, But I think it sort of worked out well for both teams. There there was no advantage either way, and I think that's what the blue card is designed. So no, I think in that instance, um, it it probably worked out fairly well from, from where I was sitting in the stand. There's now, probably a little bit of confusion with the with the spectators behind me, you know, actually not not knowing what it was. Yeah, um, I found that interesting. That a lot of the spectators were like, "Well, what's a blue card?" Oh, I was out for the game, and I oh, us, no, Nadden's back on, so maybe that's an area for the for the waffle just to sort of get that information out. But I, I thought it actually worked pretty well in that instance.
1: I spoke to both Bill Monahan and Robbie Wiley last week, and they were the clubs that were playing the the uh, the um um. Sorry, um, Robbie, I spoke to Robbie Wiley who's obviously the waffle coach for West Coast and I spoke to Bill Monaghan who was playing you guys. Robbie said that what they try and do is mirror what they're trying to do at AFL level and Bill Monaghan said the same thing about playing you guys that he wanted to see what Fremantle were doing because he believed that Peel would be trying to do it as well. Given that Fremantle has been criticised for poor ball movement are you at Peel trying to shift the ball quicker?
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely Duff. Yeah, no, look, and, and Bill's right. You know, we're trying to do, um, you know, exactly what Fremantle are doing. And, you know, I think that's gets lost sometimes that you've got, you know, an opposition and you've got, um, you know, we're all equally resourced and they're trying to stop you from doing what, what you want to do and um, yeah, I think that's the, the case with Fremantle, we haven't been able to, to, to do what we want to do um, consistently well enough um, and look, at East Fremantle's credit, it was probably a bit the same for, for much of the game um, on, on Friday night um, and then in the last quarter we were able to get it on our terms so... Yeah, that's always the challenge. Um, that you know, opposition teams are trying to stop you from playing the way you want to play. So um, you know, we need to get better at executing that under under pressure.
1: Is that about getting a better fist on the contest as well? Fremantle, to me, and obviously you've only played the one game, and I haven't seen much of that game. But but Fremantle, to me, this year have been underwhelming in and around the contest, and that they they they're not controlling the game there. And so, therefore, they've always been on the back foot and trying to shift the ball further to try and get it into a scoring comp- uh, a scoring position.
0: Yeah, look, absolutely, Duff. You know, look, it all starts with the contest. You've got to be able to get your hands on the footy. You've got to be able to win your. 50-50s or at least sort of halve them. And, but then it, it, that for me, um, you know, then it's also linked to, to that sort of mindset of, of being um, aggressive and being proactive in your response. Um, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that, that Fremantle and, and even Peel on, on the Friday night, you know, we were, we're quite reactive to, to some of the Fremantle pressure and that puts you on your back foot. And then when you get the footy, you're a little bit hesitant to go forward. You, oh, I don't want to really take that one. Or, or where's well, an easy one? I'll shift the footy out of there and that can be somebody else's problem. Um, so no, look, I, I think it's about being a you know, really aggressive um, mindset, you know, aggressive in your, your attack on the footy, aggressive in your attack on the man, and then aggressive with your, your ball movement and, and wanting to play um, the, the way footy's played at the moment.
1: So the standout performance statistically was Will Brody, 37 disposals, 15 clearances. Did he respond in the right way to being dropped a couple of weeks ago?
0: Yeah, look, absolutely. And it's not just us, you know, that, that one game. Um, you know, Will trained with us the, the week before when we had the bye leading into round one and, his, um, you know, his training performance that day was, was really strong. And uh, for Will, it's about bringing his strengths. And, and by Will's own admission, you know, his strengths isn't around the contest. He's contested work, he's tackling, his clearance stuff. And um, that wasn't there or that wasn't at the level that, that he'd set last year and at his best. Um, in round one one and two of the AFL sort of season. So to, to see him bring that back certainly puts him right back in, in contention, I would think, at AFL level.
1: What about some others? Some of the younger players that people will start talking about is, okay, are they ready to play? Why aren't they playing? Neil Erasmus kicked a couple, and you've mentioned him earlier on in this interview. How's he going, and uh, would you be able to recommend him to Justin as a bloke who's ready to step in at AFL level now?
0: Yeah, look, from a contest point of view, there's none... There's none harder than Neil. You know, he works really hard from contest to contest. He, he's, he's strong and aggressive in that. Um, as, as a 19-year-old midfielder, there, there's plenty of his game to, to work on. Um, you know, he, he was really efficient with his set shots on, on Friday night. Look, um, yeah, whether, whether Will's ahead of him at the moment or um, is probably the argument for, for Neil in terms of getting into the AFL team, but he's certainly tracking in the right way.
1: Could he play I'm as a? Could, yep, he, sorry, go on. could he play as a pressure forward? Um, we've seen him sort of kick goals at times during his junior career and obviously he kicked a couple for you on the weekend. Is he purely an inside midfielder or could he play that role that they've um, that, that they've allocated for someone like a Bailey Banfield, for example?
0: Yeah, look, I, I would think his, his skill set at the moment is is better suited to a, um, to playing that inside role. Um, look, as, as a forward, you know, I think Sam Sturt would be ahead of him. You know, Sturt was probably, you know, like, like most of us on, on Friday night, he was, was good in the first 20 minutes, was was missing there for uh, the, the, the early part of the game. But to his credit, in that last quarter, when we really needed something, he was the forward that, um, that jumped up and gave us a couple of goals. And like I say, he probably could have got on the end of the third one. Um, and look, to, to his credit, the last two games he's played at Peel. Um, he was instrumental in our final win against... Um, South last year, we kicked three in the second half. So yeah, look, he's showing an ability to, to deliver under pressure. So I think as a, as a sort of forward, he'd be the, one of the next ones in line. Um, Josh Tracy was was strong. Uh, probably had most impact in and around the ruck. Um, the sort of losing Liam Rudy with that abdomen issue sort of early uh, in, in the lead up to the game meant um, that we used JT and his sort of work around that contest was really strong as well.
1: I guess he was, he was probably the unlucky one when the, the selectors re- reacted to the round one loss against St Kilda, which was quite disappointing. He's ended up missing out. But would you be confident in his ability to step up, say, if he was brought back as a forward?
0: Yeah, look, yeah, on what we saw on Friday night... Um, you know the work rate was really strong. He, he probably didn't get the separation that he would have liked. but it game It's it's bloody difficult when you know. I thought for that early part of the game, you know, twenty the first twenty minutes aside. You know, we were very reactive. South Fremantle really, I think not South East really, you know, dominated around the contest. Um, we were reactive with our ball movement. It was quite slow. So you know, when you're ahead of the play and you you're you relying on the, the ball sort of coming into you. Um, you know, it can be very difficult if, if your players up the field um, are fairly passive and, and that's how we were for that sort of middle part of the game.
1: One more, Carl Warner um, how's he going and, and how far away is he from an AFL debut?
0: Yeah look he's um, he's building a, a, a nice body of work, um, there's no doubt about it, his contest work has improved since last year playing as a high half forward and you know, I think um, himself and Corey Wagner were able to give us some real drive um, off that half back line so yeah, look, they're, they're both building a you know a case that they're they're getting closer to the AFL selection for sure.
1: Have you received any instructions from the Fremantle hierarchy as to what happens this week? Whether they call for players to come over and train with the team, or uh, if they do, how many go over for the the gather round in Adelaide?
0: Yeah, not not at this stage, Duff. Look, that that was the. The plan when when were they when we flew over, um, 24 I think it was 24 went across there. Um, they'll I think they'll have a flush run today um, at yesterday. Often they'll so they'll, they'll assess this morning at training and have a look at the list and who's who's available where, where they're at and, and I imagine those things will, will happen in the next sort of day. Or so um, some will go over, some might you know Joshy Draper might come back, but no at this stage there, there's no. Um, clarity on exactly what that looks like mate.
1: So is it your understanding that some will go over and then some will come back out of whoever goes over to uh, uh, when they when when they work out they're not playing and they will they'll play for you next weekend
0: Yeah well uh, the, with the game on Friday um, and, and again my, my thinking is that my understanding is that with the Friday game whoever doesn't play will be back available for us on, on the Saturday. Yeah, so it'll be For a large part, it'll be, well, what's the 24 that we need this week? We'll make sure they're in South Australia ready to rock and roll. And whoever doesn't play um, will be available to play on Saturday.
1: Do you like the good Friday launch of the season, Jeff?
0: Yeah, it was. It was it's, it's nice. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a long pre-season, um, you know, particularly for the Peel lads. We, we sort of get aligned to the AFL season, as you can imagine, and, and the AFL season starts a month ago, um, yeah, that lasts four weeks and can really drag out. So if no, you get into it Friday night and then, then to be able to enjoy your Easter, but I suppose particularly um, after a win, that um, no, was a nice way to sort of go into the weekend and uh, gives us an eight-day break going into the next week. So uh, a good day for the club.
1: And about 3,000 people there, I believe, which is a good crowd down at Mandra.
0: Yeah, no, look, it was a, a really good atmosphere. It was. It was... Um, yeah, pleasing to see the crowd, you know, and, and obviously when you come from 20 odd points down late in the game, there's a great buzz around the around the rooms and um, and upstairs afterwards. So uh, you know, and just tremendous for the connection of the two groups, you know, the, all the players had partners and family down there watching, and, and I think we had sort of eight or ten debutants, so you, you get all of those sort of people into presidents' luncheons and those sorts of things. So it was, uh, yeah, a great day and, and one we really need to, to build on going forward.
1: Jeff Valentine, the coach of Peel Thunder, talking about his team's great win against East Fremantle on Good Friday, and of course also the form of some of the Fremantle listed players. Jeff, thank you very much for joining us on the show, and all the best with the rest of the season.
0: Cheers, up Go yeah, well, mate.
1: All right, that is Jeff Valentine, the Freeman. man, uh, sorry, the Peel Hunter coach. If you want to have your say on anything Jeff had to say, it is the Temper at Bedshed text line you can text us on. That is 0487 736 736 or give us a call on the open line 13 12 55. We'll take a break and be back with more after the break.